Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Buckus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Pete Hassan, Matt Amendola, and Matt Buckus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Buckus Beyond the Line. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services, from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Buckus Beyond the Line. Today, we are just absolutely pumped to talk to former Bear standout Tommy Harris. He's got a new book coming out called Endure, and I think everybody's going to want to hear his story about that and uh, pick up a copy. But first, The Huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. On two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. Guys, big news in Bear Country. Obviously, new head coach, new general manager. You know, they're trying to turn the page on what was same a, same front office. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so, trying to turn the page on what was a confusing last few years for Bears fans, and you know, yeah, it's hard to tell now, but fresh coat of paint. Yep, I'm. You know, obviously the son of the maestro mayhem, so I get a lot of questions of what he thinks, and he's just kind of glad that it's a a new regime and defensive minded, you know, we don't get too much into, he doesn't know like who these guys are, but you know, he follows football and he's, he's happy that it's a defensive guy. He heard a lot of good things about him. Actually, George spoke to him during the process, which probably maybe I shouldn't be saying, but <laughs> you know, George leaned on my dad a little bit during the process and I think and, your dad. I think that's been public. Your dad said yeah. that in a few interviews that I, George will call and ask, and George was open about reaching out. And I think you're seeing a lot more of that with not only NFL teams but MLB teams right. when they're hiring key positions and they feel like they don't have yeah. the experience to do it. They're they're reaching out to people and, that they can tap into. And unfortunately, I I I tell myself they maybe should have done this sooner because you yourself know these ambassador things have just started. What like maybe within the last five year, ten yeah, five years, five to ten years, yeah. I'm like, just think of Gail, God rest his soul, and and my dad, and some of the the guys that the the Bears that you know that you can lean on. Yeah, you would think they would do that more. Right, right. Maddie Amendola, obviously, from a player perspective, you know, you and Matt both played in college. Your brother still playing, but you know, what does this do? You know, like, and just put yourself in the mind space of a player. Where do you fit in now? What are the schemes coming in? You know, what what are we going to run? Like, you know, what what are those things you think the Bears players now are all kind of thinking about, concerned about? You know, what uh, excited about? Whatever it might be. Right. I mean, I can tell you right now that they're concerned about one taking care of their body, and two taking care of their contract. <laughs> yeah. um, in the off season, I mean, there's been a lot of you know stuff, to, especially with Kyler Murray lately yeah. in the news as far as you know agents and getting his contract work out. And so that's kind of been a hot topic this week. Uh, as far as the Bears go, anytime you get a new regime, I mean, you're going to have changes. So, you know, hopefully, like Matt said, with the defensive emphasis, you know, hopefully 
you know, that works out in the long run. I mean, no one likes a revolving door of coaches coming through every four years, five years. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged to see, you know, what's going to happen with the Bears. And personally, when I played it, I went through a transition at USC from Larry Smith to John Robinson. So just personally speaking, sometimes it's refreshing from a player's point of view where like, okay, now I maybe I didn't – the coach and I didn't see eye to eye. Now it's a new coach, so it's like you're happy because it's a, a brand-new regime. So now it's – Hopefully he sees that I think I'm better than I am. You, you know what I mean? It's like, and then the other, you know, the starters get nervous probably because it's it's a whole new, you know, we're going to play the best guys now. Whatever may happen here, they're going to need some talent. <laughs> and uh, luckily the draft is coming up and uh, they can assess and have some time to do that and see where the holes are and what they need to fill with either through free agency, the draft. So I think there's um, – excitement and trepidation all at the same time in Bears country and probably with a lot of other uh, fans and uh, teams and cities so but um, that that leads me to the second part of our kickoff huddle here you know is it too early Matt to talk about the 2023 possible Buckus Award nominees now you know there's a couple guys that I think were on the list last year hanging around they're going to be they're going to be maybe in their junior senior year you know Nakobe's winner for this year going off into the NFL a lot of people saying the Cowboys have their eye on him but we, I, I I got a list here I got a list Carlton Marshall Troy Trojans Ivan Pace Jr. the Cincinnati Bearcats Troy Brown the Old Miss Rebels Bumper Pool which everybody here really I think beyond being a possible Buckus Award nominee. Yeah, That's the name, name of the year. Yep. Uh, he's Arkansas guy. Drake Thomas, uh, Jack Campbell, and I'm going to butcher this guy from the your favorite UCLA Bruins, uh, Darius Musau, I believe Musau. Yeah. I mean, it's March. Right. You know, it's 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 you know winter in most places right now. Yeah. When does this really start to take a, a true picture of who we might be talking about come August and September, Matt? Yeah. Well, probably in June they'll start. You know, nailing down their guys. We release our our watch list in July, so I'm always happy when that comes out because I get to see where I get to go and visit guys. Or Matt Amendola and I, we go and we congratulate these guys for making the list, and we try to stay active all the way through the year with them. You know, in the in the past, uh, before I was on board, we would kind of just announce, cut. And announce, you know, announce the watch list, cut, and announce the winner. Yeah. But we want to be more involved right. in the, you know, the tour and, and get these guys involved. There's a lot of, you know, great kids get to learn their story, you know, now with, with the whole what's going on. and, and With name, image, and likeness, mm -hmm. there's a lot more for right. these guys to be so able to it's do. Like yeah. we, we might be able to open some doors for them and uh, just meet these kids. Because yep. you have one winner, but you have – for 50 other people that'll either that'll either go you know will either go into the business world or in football and i i i you know they're friends so matt amendola is boycotting this segment because i didn't mention a baylor bear but <laughs> we'll we'll get to that at another time that's the huddle everybody we're excited we're going to come back real soon here in a moment with our special guest today former bear tommy harris AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. 
Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Buckus Award and Buckus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. Welcome back to Buckus Beyond the Line. We are so pleased today to have a former Bear, but beyond that, three-time Pro Bowler, a second-team All-Pro, a University of Oklahoma Sooner, defensive tackle, one of the 100 greatest Bears of all time, Tommy Harris is joining us today on the podcast. Tommy, how you doing? What are you up to? Good, man. Uh, just finished working out, doing a couple meetings, just handling business, waiting for kids to come home. Waiting for kids to come home. I know that life. That's a full-time job in itself, right? So uh, I wanted to start out before we throw it over to our co-hosts here, Matt Buckus and Matt Amendola. But when you mentioned the name Tommy Harris in Chicago, Bears fans, obviously you you had such an impact while you're here, those teams, what you did on the field. Fond memories of your time here in Chicago? I love it, man. I feel like that's where I went to grow up as a young man, to become a man. I feel like I did most of that work there in Chicago. Awesome. So I got to spend a little time with you at the Bears 100th. How do you feel being one of the top 100 Bears? I'm grateful, but they don't pay me anything. So, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's cool. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm grateful to be in there. But, you know, that's, that's one of them numbers that change every year. So you might only have it for like 10 years or five before the next Tommy Harris come replace you. So it's just cool to like very, with it. I know somebody very close to me that, that is a big bear and they don't pay him either. Right on. I, I mean, that's just how it goes, man. You know, they, they're in a good business model. Do yes, you, they are. Do you still follow the Bears? Is that the team that you watch? I watch D linemen. Right. So I don't care what jerseys they out on, but I care about, at the end of the day, what the Bears do. Mm -hmm. Right. What do you think of this kid, Aaron Donald? Unbelievable, man. Aaron Donald is one of the most unbelievable athletes uh, I've seen in a long time. He's believable. He's certified. Mm -hmm. He's the future, bro. What do you think of some of the Bears' defensive linemen now? Um, I think the scheme – I think Aaron Donald has a scheme that – I mean, I think that the Bears – it's yeah, all about the scheme. Aaron Donald is playing in a scheme. Mm -hmm. So you, he has a great coach. He met the right chemistry that could figure out how to use him the correct way. I agree. So he, he met that in – generation of time he met the right combination that could hey if I just let Aaron Donald be Aaron they couldn't just let me be me because coaches was trying to be coaches or you know it was just a different time sure and that was you though I mean you know you had a perfect match with Lovey right in the Tampa two you're quick and the pressure you could put on a quarterback and it was like a match made in heaven with Lovey and now Lovey's got another chance right he's back in the NFL down in Houston what do you think Tommy he's gonna maybe see some success again uh, well, he's already successful. You know, the man's been doing it consistently for a long time. So I just know that that defense is going to be one of the best defenses Houston ever seen. I can't speak for the offense, but I know that Love Smith is a guru on that defense. 
I know you, we mentioned, played at Oklahoma and another guy that was probably influential for you. And, you know, you get go from Bob Stoops to uh, Lovey. But uh, tell us a little bit about your time in Oklahoma and under Coach Stoops. Well, Coach Stoops was just, uh, I mean, I used to be more excited to hear what Coach Stoops was going to say on an interview than than what I would hear from him. And like, like, he was such a big time coach, man, that. It's like saving, like, you know, like guys not going to get that much time when you're going to get enough where you feel important. But it didn't come to after football where me and Stoops really started building a relationship in business and different things. I know the combine was just recently uh, held and I don't know, it's still going. I was in Indy again, but you were a combine guy, Tommy. Did you go? And uh, what, what did you feel uh, after you, if you went? You know? I went to the combine, but I did not perform. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I undressed myself, walked across the stage, stuck my tongue out, <laughs> opened my hands, did all that crap, but I didn't run there. That's all the Bears needed. Yeah. Yeah. It's all they needed to <laughs> see, right? It was, it was, everything you need to see was on tape. Yes, sir. Hey, Tommy, this is Matt Amendola. I got a quick question for you. I know we kind of organically started a segment last episode called You Got Got, and uh, that was actually a coin from Patrick Willis. Is there ever a time in your career where somebody just kept getting you, kept getting you? You know, it's hard to play against that you weren't looking forward to playing them. You just hated playing against him just because of your competitive nature and having to have Yeah, I would say it was an offensive guard from Carolina that I didn't like to see because Wales – he was a left guard. Mm-hmm. And then Larry Allen was somebody I didn't like to see. Yeah, Larry Allen gave a, a lot of people headaches. <laughs> big boy. But I didn't really I, I didn't really get got multiple times. Right? Like, you couldn't get me twice in one game. If you got me once, I'm about to get you back. There you now. go. There you go. I like so, it, I, um, I know that Larry Allen put me to bed early. Mm. He's the only player that I went to sleep early during the week to get ready for because – when you watch his film, was like watching a scary movie, and I knew my mom and dad was coming into town, and I didn't want to be one of those kids. What was more scary? Was it was it his speed or size or strength? Or what was I mean? All of it. Strength. Strength. wasn't no, wasn't speed. Is if he get his hands on you, there's nothing you're gonna do to get those wow. those hands off you. Man. Wow. And the stuff he was doing on film prior to the week, you just was like. I hope that's not me. Right. He's a man man. Allen is strong, man. What about the guys on your team? Who do you still talk to and some of your friends and some of the good players that you, you played with? I still talk to Matt Forte, Anthony Adams. It's sad that you don't really connect. You know, you don't really connect like that. After ball, life takes over, right? You're giving so much time in the locker room. It's finally time to be back with your kids, try to engulf your family, try to get back into some type of normalcy. When we get a chance to connect, I've always, the guys I've always connected to, I still connect to. Devin Hester, your Matt Forte, your Jason McKees, um, Anthony Adams, uh, just Tank Johnson, just certain Mm -hmm. guys you check in with. And and, and those were the guys I dealt with on a day-to-day basis when I played. The rest of them, I just, I just respect most of them, but we never really talk like that in football, mm-hmm. so I don't know what to talk to you about now. Right. It's you know been a consistent theme on the podcast because you know when Dick on the first show, Dick talked about his transition, you know played about a similar amount of, of games and years in the NFL as you did, and you know had to walk away from the game and then find a new life. I mean that transition happens for athletes across all sports, right, Tommy? I mean. It's not unique to the NFL. It's for a lot of different guys. But it is seems to be 
a hard one sometimes. Is the transition away from the game difficult for you? We'll touch on some of the charitable stuff here in a second, but how was it stepping away from the game and, and you know, filling your time and, and doing other things that maybe fulfilled or filled the whole of, of what you lost from that locker room and, and, the, and the competition? Well, it it it, it uh, gradually grows at time with time that you start to understand how sad you really are because you're still this tough athlete. Mm-hmm. But none of this toughness matters in this new world you're in, right? Like <laughs> you're gonna get in trouble if you do any of that stuff out here, brother. Right. So you have to learn how to cope with not explaining yourself or not even knowing how to put words to how you feel because nobody else around you really. Everyone just thinks you should not have a bad day because you went off to the NFL. Mm -hmm. So it's a very vulnerable place that guys have to learn over years to um, connect with, um, to be vulnerable, to be transparent. And that takes time after after getting off the helmet, the shoulder pads, that rah-rah, I'm okay, even when I'm not. It doesn't matter. Like, this is the real world where you can – in order for athletes to move forward, they have to kind of lock into that special vulnerability. I think it's special because you're like a gladiator who's asking the people how to teach me how to be like y'all, like, but don't take advantage of me. And that's a whole nother, it, it just takes years of moving. And it, it was, it was very extremely difficult um, because I lost my wife and I, lost football. So I was grieving twice. And then I had to learn how to year by year, just, I try to act like I, it didn't matter. didn't care for a couple of years. And then it finally came down to everything started falling down. And I started going off therapy, mental health, just to learn how to get reacclimated in normalcy. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a process. You touched on your loss, and, I, and I'm, I'm guessing that that's at the heart of the book that you have coming out, Tommy. It's called Endure, Playing Through Life's Hardest Hits, an NFL player story. You wrote it with a guy named Holden Hill. Tell us about the process of this book. I'm sure it had to be difficult kind of reliving some of those things, but uh, the message that you're trying to send with this, and, and why now? Why do you want to write a book right now? Well, I feel like I'm writing books and the books is not finished. It's just a part of me being able to document my growth and being able to share with people as I document my my personal life's growth. And to see that it has value amongst others has been more refreshing than anything to see that it's helping people um, move beyond their fears, move beyond uh, doubts, uh, depression. Uh, just for me, admitting my moments of feeling left out, less than, and and it has a lot of skills, uh, uh, tools, and skill set that show that the things that I did that helped me. I just want to help other people along their journey if it can help. But I still work on all these things every day, dealing with anxiety, depression, just a lot of different things, banging your head after so many years, learning that you're a little different in some areas. Uh, and you feel things that are slowing down. It, like it, it, football's for real, man. That's why my son won't play. My son's 6'2, 230. He's in seventh grade. And he begs me every day to get out there and go. And I can't. I mm-hmm. say, You can't play the ninth grade. And he can't. Under, he cries almost every day. It's just like, I, I know what I went through, bro. I got seven surgeries on my body. I still haven't been paid out by the NFL in disability. I'm not a fan of just rushing what I love into a man's game and you're a kid. 
I want your body to be built up like a man. I want your mind to be built up like a man to understand that this is not a kid's game, that real damage happens in this game. And on the back end, it takes forever to get any type of solution to the healing that you need for the damage the game provided. So writing's a bit of an outlet for you for that healing. I mean, we can't can't imagine what you went through. Yes, sir. So that helps me. That's why I share. It kind of gives me some, it encourages me when I see others learning from it, helping people that didn't know decisions or I didn't know that. Well, now you know. So that's what it's about. Our Buckus trophy about giving back and a lot of people don't know. My dad's a pretty humble guy. He does a lot of charity that's not out in the media, but uh, that's why we created the foundation and and uh, started the award. He was a humble guy. He's like, you know, have Nitschke, get somebody else. But, uh, you know, we talked to him, and it, it said if, if we can help some people, we'll go ahead and do it. So we have an I Play Clean program where we go and talk to high school boys and girls about staying off of steroids and PEDs. And we also have a Takes Heart program where we're trying to get people scanned because we had a scary incident you know, 15 years ago where my dad had a, just went in for a routine scan and 24 hours later had a five-way bypass. So we're always about giving back whichever way the athlete wants to, you know, if they want to help our foundation, great. A lot of the guys that we talk to have their own foundations. So is this Heart Foundation a foundation that only, you got to be 50 years or older? No. Well, you probably want to get your first scan around 40. And uh, you have a, a, it's a calcium. Some people are scared to go and get it because they think it's, you know, the MRI where it's close to your face, but it's non-invasive. There's no dyes or anything. I'll tell the quick story. My, you know, my dad went in and he was with a uh, comedic writer. So he went in and he was always thinking, okay, where's the candid camera? You know, because he went in. He First of all, the doctors came out. He went right to the real workers, the girls in the front, and was playing games and being comedic with them. And then they took him back. And then they're like, when was your last stress test? And he's like, what's that? He's like, my physician still smokes cigarettes. You know, and this was back 20 years ago. So they brought him in, and they're like, okay, you're done with that. So you, they'd sit you down to go over it. And they're like, I'm going to flick on this, this scan machine, you know, like x-ray machine, and any white blotches is plaque. So they flicked it on, and he said it looked like the Milky Way, you know. And he was like, okay, what, when is this doctor going to be joking? You know, where's the funny camera? And the, the guy's serious. And then they're like, well, now you got to do a stress test. And then he failed that. He He felt fine. His valve just wasn't closing or whatever, and they – he had that inclination, and I think he had it when he played. He, he always would tell me that when on film during the week, he would know whether they could win the game or not. Or it, this is going to, you know, buckle down, boys. This is going to be a tough one. And then he would, you know, steal signals and all that stuff to get a, you know, you're reading your guy, that you know, the guard sits back, he's pulling. You know, he watches the hands on the ground and watches the running back eyes. So – he knew, finally he knew something was, was up. So they're like, well, now we got to go in for like an angio, but you got to sign this paperwork because if we find something more, you know, bad, you got to give us the okay to do it. 
So he um, he went home, and my mom was like, you know, this is it's just like a twenty four hour thing, and he's packing a bag, and he's like, this isn't a twenty four hour thing. It's I'm going to be there for a while. So he went, and they went in, and and he had four blockages. So yeah, they said, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all good, brother. This life, man. Yeah, he, they said, yeah it's all good. They said you had one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. And from that day on, I'm just glad they, they caught that and I have more time with them. Yeah. So we try to just yeah. give back in the way we can and help people. Blessings, bro. For real, for real. Well, and, and that's why we're here a lot because not only what Dick has done in his career, but what he's done for other people. And I know Tommy, you have been a lot the same way back in Texas. You give a lot. You tell us a little bit about the locker room, which I know you, you started up and trying to get young men of, of all, not just your kids, but other people's kids and of all races to kind of remind them that there, there are a lot of challenges out there. There could be health. It could be bullies. It could be, you know, there's a lot of challenges on the streets out there for everybody. Tell us a little bit about that angle for you and, and what you're doing with it today. TommyHairsLockerRoom.com. It's down right now because of COVID. Once COVID took place, it kind of shut down. Parents didn't want their babies anywhere or nothing. So a lot just went on. I went through a major depression during COVID. Mm. Um, just not, I didn't know how much my me telling my story to people helped me. And once the universe shut down, it was just me with my stuff. And I didn't know how to, I didn't like the Zooms or I didn't like, I didn't feel like you could connect really with the people. The locker room was to bring these people in to have intimate conversations and to open up in vulnerability and to open up in honesty and truthfulness and all the things that we know we're failing, but no one wants to say it out loud. And when you hear someone admit they're failed, you kind of get courage to raise your hand and say, well, me too. So it's one of those things that I've uh, invested a lot of time in. I will be starting back up, but I'm just waiting to make sense in our economy because right now you cannot bring a lot of people in different, especially depending on what state you go to. Every place is being governed different. So it just did a big thing. But um, until then, I, I go off and I still do mentor groups at colleges, helping out just. And the main thing is just to make sure the person knows that they're okay and they're not the only one going through something. And that's, that's all I want to know that if I can hold your hand, if I can put a hand on your shoulder for a moment and let you know that you're all right, you'll be okay. That's all I think it's about. Uh, I think that's what makes sense of my purpose here on life is to uh, make sure that others know that they're not the only one here that's experiencing things they don't like. Oh, no, I think that's great, Tommy. Um, I mean, just to hear your story and, and you know, using your personal growth and, uh, you know, use of your own coping mechanisms to help others is just, it's it's unbelievable. And I, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm proud of you for sure, Tommy. Good job. That's awesome, man. All right. Thank you, bro. One more time. Tell us about the book, Tommy. Um, I think this is going to turn into an Oprah show. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on Buckets yeah. Beyond the Line. It could. This is what it's about, bro. That's it. This is real. This is real. But tell us one more time, where can we pick up the book? Where can fans of this podcast follow you? You know, we just love to make sure our folks can stay in touch and, and where they can buy this. Tommy Harris, Endure. You can go to TommyHarris.com. Check it out. I hope it bless you. We have... 
A lot of I have versions in here called cleats on and cleat off. That's how the whole book works. Cleats on mm-hmm. is talking about a story in the game where and then cleats off is talking about a part of my humanity beyond the helmet, beyond the, the human part. So just trying to humanize the athlete, allowing people to know that they're human, just like you, celebrity, entertainer, rap. everybody put their shoes on just like clothes on. Their houses might be better stuff, but guess what? The stress is still the same. We all share the same yep. thing. You might get a phone call that a loved one's gone. You might have lost all your money. Your wife might leave you. Your kids might, like everybody's dealing with the same mm-hmm. things but to know that we can hold hands with one another and endure this thing, it, it becomes a, it kind of takes off the anxiety, the fear, the stress to open up in some transparency with other people that are experiencing. That's incredible. Thank well, you. We'll Tom. have to get, uh, we'll have to exchange books. I'll have to send you one of my dad's and you might have to send him one of yours. <laughs> oh, yes. Sir. I tell you, that was one of the greatest. You remember that day I bothered you. So I'm like, hey, I want to ask your dad for but everybody. He's like, man, come over here and ask him for it. <laughs> I was so nervous. That I'm like, yeah. Like, that's one of the realest dudes. I, Buck is one of the men. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so, right. We, we ran into a couple of people that uh, were like, I, they didn't want to even approach him. They were. <laughs> well, he looked like the president. He had like security <laughs> guards and people around him and in a limo car. <laughs> I said, I came here in an Uber. He pulled up in the. <laughs> well, yeah. Tommy, thanks for coming on. Promise us you'll come on again and, and uh, catch up with us uh, once the book is out in full force. And, um, hey, Matt, thank you, guys. Some more stories to tell. Uh, we, we loved having you. You just know people in Chicago miss you. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be back uh, one of these football seasons and you can say hello. Uh, go follow Tommy. Uh, get his website. Get his book. Again, we can't thank you enough for joining us on Buckets Beyond the Line. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank thanks, you. Tommy. Appreciate you. All righty, man. This was a great interview. Also, a thank you, a big thank you to co-host Matt Buckus and Matt Amendola. And, of course, always a thank you to our sponsors, AmericanEagle.com. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and the BuckusAward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to DickBuckus.com. And be sure to subscribe to Buckus Beyond the Line podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I am Pete Hassan, and we will catch you in the next episode.